Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha. I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the commodity markets in Europe by my expert colleague, Dr. Petra Puskarova, who's uh, going to tell us all about what's been going on. And, and some of the of course, has been uh, in the mainstream news as well because gas prices have reached very, very high levels across Europe and indeed internationally. So, Petra, what's your take on this? What's the latest news on the gas market and what's keeping the prices at such astonishingly high levels? Uh, gas prices in Europe continue to increase on lower gas storage and on very subdued uh, number of LNG deliveries that Europe has been receiving over past few weeks or months. We also had extensive maintenance this year and there were several unplanned outages that of course impacted the flows into Europe via physical pipeline. Some positive news, although that we can mention just yesterday, it has been confirmed by the operator that one of the last pipes on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline has been laid and Gazprom has confirmed that from their point of view, Nord Stream 2 could be potentially operational uh, within next few days. Although we know that to be able to fully commission this pipeline, there is still an outstanding documentation related to European unbundling rules and third-party access that it's still outstanding. Indeed. Well, that's very good news, at least uh, in terms of the European gas market, that something is going to uh, potentially allow that gas to flow physically, assuming that legal niceties can be tidied up. And there is still an issue there, isn't there? It could take a while because the arrangements have to satisfy European rules on unbundling and, and so on. And uh, as yet, we don't have an agreement, do we, between um, Gazprom and other interested parties, the German regulators and the European authorities. There isn't one as of yet. It looks like it should take up to four months to get all these uh, documentations and approvals in place. So if everything goes well and in line with these expectations, we should see first commercial flows in Q122. Of course, we are aware that Gazprom is still trying to apply for the exception to be able to send first flows as early as Q421, which has been their uh, long-term aim. The very latest development in in terms of making sure that they comply with European news was the attempt to allow Rosneft, which is one of the Gazprom's competitors, to actually also transport or transit some of their gas via Nord Stream 2, which would basically mean that Gazprom would give a third party access to another party. Right. Well, that looks like a potential route. Fingers crossed things move on that front because, you know, heaven knows the uh, gas market could do with some good news at the moment. And it's not just a problem confined to Europe, is it? The, uh, you know, the availability of LNG, which otherwise would be quite a significant source of marginal supply for Europe, that's extremely expensive still in the Asian markets, isn't it? It is. One of the main reasons is that Asian buyers continue to stockpile ahead of the winter. The demand has been higher this summer, so the inventories are lower at the moment. One of the main importers is China at the moment. China actually managed to overcome Japan and became the number one world importer of LNG. And the expectation is that this trend could continue. First reasons would be, of course, the economical recovery. And one of the other reasons would be the shortage of coal in this region. 
China needs to continue stockpiling with coal, but due to the ongoing ban on Australian coal exports or imports for China, this might be a problem. So the expectation is that they would continue importing a lot more LNG into this winter. If this persists, of course, if the Asian market remains stronger than the European market, there is a potential that this summer could be tighter for Europe in terms of LNG deliveries. Well, that's obviously a matter of concern and probably one of the things that's holding the market up so tightly at the moment. And what is the news on LNG deliveries to Europe? Are we starting to see cargoes come here yet? We currently see one cargo scheduled for the UK, two or three cargoes scheduled for Belgium and around four cargoes scheduled for Netherlands, which is significantly higher comparing to numbers that we were seeing over the past few months. At the moment, Asia is still in the money, but we are seeing some pullback, especially from the spot buyers who are not willing to pay anymore such a, such a high prices. We know that usually in an year that has a slightly more balanced dynamics, months of August and September tend to be the cheapest ones, which is unfortunately not the case at the moment. But there are first signs that the rally in Asia should be slowly running out, out of the steam. Well, that would be certainly welcome news, not just for consumers in Asia, but those in Europe as well, if that is indeed the case. And of course, it's not, you know, gas is not the only commodity that's uh, highly priced at the moment. Carbon has been on an upward trend too, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, where are we on the European allowance price at the moment? Prices have managed to breach 60 euros per ton over past few weeks and basically on daily basis, unfortunately, we were looking at new historical highs, so the increase has been steep. Main driver for this increase was strong gas complex and subdued wind generation in Europe in combination, of course, of the holiday season that we've discussed on several times, which caused tighter supply and lower trading activity that allowed for higher volatility. We are now finally in a week when the full number of auctions is available. So potentially we could see some of this rally sort of running away or easing off. Already at the time of recording this podcast, we have been looking at the software market in the morning. So potentially the holiday season just got a little bit more extended. Traders look to be coming back to their desks and potentially we will see some correction in prices. That's certainly going to be something too interesting to look out for. And uh, as mentioned before, consumers could do with a bit of good news on that. It, it may well be a good thing from the environmental point of view to have high carbon prices, but it's certainly going to impact on the European economy. And of course, high carbon plus high gas prices equals high power prices, doesn't it? Especially during periods of time, like at the moment when the wind output is relatively low. So presumably the power prices are, are also at near record levels, I gather, in a number of markets at the moment. They are indeed. Power strongly follows carbon in Europe, of course. And uh, if we think longer term and if, you know, there are customers currently trying to deal with their frontier, there is very little that can be done at the moment. Prices are at high levels there. The correction, if it's going to come later in Q421 or Q122, it would be, in my opinion, mainly driven by the correction in gas but for which we first need to see a firm confirmation that Nord Stream 2 flows will be coming and return of LNG into Europe. Before that, the expectation is that prices could continue to rise, especially on the back of carbon. 
And I guess what a, a number of consumers listening to this might be wondering to themselves, there are various scenarios that could play out over the months ahead. Some of them could presumably be quite beneficial in terms of lowering prices, a breakthrough in, in the Nord Stream 2 uh, legal situation, allowing those flows to, uh, to take place at last, could take some of the pressure off gas and, and bring energy prices down across the board. Equally, I guess it's possible a cold winter and some other problems could uh, keep the pressure on. What's your hunch about uh, not necessarily the most likely direction, but the sort of range of possibilities over the next few months? Could we see a, a major correction or is a, a minor one perhaps a, a more likely outcome? In terms of a bearish market, if we were to see a bearish market, in my opinion, it would have to be earlier next year. In terms of correction from these historical highs, we are likely to see this before the end of the year. Only yesterday, when the news around Nord Stream 2 being physically completed managed to wash away over 3% of the front month gas price. It was only a very temporary correction, but it, it still shows that the market is weak and very much looking out for news to be able to determine the next direction. Well, that's interesting. And uh, I guess the message, therefore, is yes, a correction is possible, probably likely uh, the further out we go, but uh, possibly unwise to assume that'll happen sooner rather than later, unfortunately, for consumers. So thank you, Petra, for your insights into all of that. Um, it's a fascinating time, albeit an uncomfortable one for many. And it'll be interesting to see, as you say, as we go towards the start of the winter period, but equally come out of the summer lull on trading to see which direction prices start to move. I hope you found that as interesting as I did. If you'd like to find out more, do have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK, and do look out for our next podcast on this subject. <laughs>